0: Hello to everyone and welcome to the new episode of the International Students in Darwin podcast. Today uh, we had the pleasure to to talk with uh, Yogi. Yogi came a few years ago to Australia and he's now a very established restaurant manager here in Darwin. He has uh, two places that is he managing and uh, he was doing a lot of for international students during the coronavirus time, but he was also um, an international student a few years ago, so that's why we decided to talk this time with him. Uh, It was a great talk, Uh, it was really interesting to listen to him and we hope you will enjoy.
1: you Dennis.
0: Ah, fantastic, thank you very much. We are very happy to have our new guest here, Yogi. Um, he was recommended from a good uh, friend of us to uh, interview him because he was very busy during the coronavirus time and he tried to do many things for international students. So welcome Yogi.
2: Thank you very much guys. Um, it's it's a really an honor to be with you guys and just to share some of my experience. So yeah looking forward to it good
0: good so let's let's start you know the coronavirus time was for everyone a little bit different some people had a lot of uh, opportunities some people got some mental issues so how how was the start for you from the coronavirus time when the government said there will be a lockdown and all the businesses have to close
2: yeah with coronavirus uh, it was a big shocking and really bad news i think not only for myself uh, for all the small businesses and and for all the people Um, not only in darwin i think all all around the world Um, i think we got pretty lucky that uh, we didn't get affected that much so we could only um run kind of like takeaways and stuff like that, you know what I mean uh but yeah it was it was it was really it, it's, I just feel like someone just took the earth underneath me, you know what I mean, so I think it was a big 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 challenging time ahead um and I think there is more challenging time coming up, yeah, we lost lots of our businesses and and lots of our customers people stopped going out you know what i mean we 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 went down somewhere around like 60 to 80 percent of our businesses so that that was that was affecting a lot but as you know like to to stay open and to to um to pay all this stuff and everything so i need to make certain amount of money but yeah we, we pretty much lost everything but yeah we, i think we fell through and then and then here we are just we'll talk about it more
0: yeah so what was your motivation through the whole period to stay open and not just I don't know, just to close down and go somewhere else and leave Darwin and maybe st- start somewhere a new business.
2: So during the lockdown, um, the one thing really motivi- motivated me was like, it's just not only me, you know what I mean? It's just about like ho- all all of our staff and all of our team. Um, I didn't want to lose any of them. So if I pulled out like I'm as a leader, you know what I mean, I'm pulling off on everyone, you know what I mean, so I just, um, and it was like really depressing time, and then I just didn't want it to, to pass on that burden to any of my staff, or in any of the people who are looking up to me, and I do want to set up as an example, either I had to fight it through, or or just, just shut it down, and then just, just stay at home, you know what I mean, and then just, just take the whatever the grant and, and stuff I've been getting you know what I mean so um, yeah I wanted to set an example and I think somehow I succeeded as well it's all about talking to people you know what I mean and managing and organizing like what bills to pay first and what what to pay later and, and everything um, yeah and I cut down on a little bit of staff bit of bit of hours and, and all that and then I motivated and started to adopt like new way of doing things like in takeaways and delivery I was running myself with deliveries so um, i was getting mm-hmm. meals ready and then i was packing up in my car and then just delivering you know what i mean just just knocking people door and then saying like hey like we're doing deliveries just just go really hard on facebook questing people to come up and support all the local and, and small businesses in notes mm-hmm. on all the takeaway bags and just small mm-hmm. things you know what i mean and i did have a really good support with with like local people So that is how I stayed open as well. So we did have like fair bit of takeaways and and everything going on through. Um, Like I said, um, not only me, like I had a good support from people as well, saying like, hey, you should stay open. And then if if you stay open, we'll support you up. And I think it's my little bit of good doings as well. You know, so people come in. And supported and then bought uh, stuff and then from our staff as well they were like oh, hey like if you can't pay like will, will you still be working and stuff like that because I had most of the um, students working for me you know what I mean and some of the sponsored, so I didn't have like any presidency or any, any of the any of the guys working here except me and and my my partner, um, so yeah. So I pretty much looked up into all the faces and then said like, hey, like I'm not gonna give up, you know. So I'll just keep keep through it. So and then I started to see like there's a bit of uh, increase in sales, and then that's even motivated me more. And then and then we adopted like new stuff like delivering takeaways. Started to do new flyers. Started to chat with people. We were used to come around, and I started to tell them, like, share with people that you've ordered food from here. You came in, and actually you took takeaway, and then you we delivered, and it's all safe to do. And the, the other thing is, like, we, we were, like, closely um, working together with whatever the authorities, and then everything were saying us, and then directing us, you know what I mean? And I didn't miss a chance of it. Um, so I was, like, implementing every single thing, like, every single suggestions, and, and the laws and rules they were trying to tell us no tables like take it away I took them away straight up like people can't sit like we had like safe distancing and everything maintained and I think people saw that and and I think we gained a bit of confidence as well from from customers perspective and then then, we we went through it
1: Uh, I'm very happy when you said uh, I'm very happy to heard when you said I'm not going to give up because uh, we know that in Darwin, different businesses are closed for the coronavirus and they were affected a lot. So you manage that situation very, very good, in my opinion. Uh, but now I'm very curious. Uh, because you already have your own restaurant but how was in the beginning how everything started when you left your country and decided to move to Australia?
2: So going back to 2007 that's when I came to Australia Um, I think I was just 19 or 20 years old I was too young I finished my year 12 and I was doing um, charter accounting back home um, like foundation course and my dad really wanted me to do Um, accountant Uh, my younger brother he's a doctor and then we there's like I I come from like really educated family so you know cooking and and all this hospitality is considered like a little bit the person who can't study and all that and I wanted to prove wrong to that and I had a really, really um, big passion for hospitality, always like, especially tourism. And like two years ago, I've done my master's in tourism and hospitality as well. Um, and I want to study further, um, like I want to do my PhD and, and prove something out of it as well. Yeah, when I, when I moved, uh, so the, basically I wanted to study, you know what I mean? Like my hospitality and my tourism. And that is when I, I decided, okay, I'm gonna go to Australia. And that wasn't possible in, in my country because I, I was not allowed to do everything like freely. I had to either choose something or I had to compromise a bit and I didn't want to compromise. So that's when I left. And it was like really, really hard time because at that point when I moved here, um, the international students were, the, the, it was like in the highest number. You know what I mean? And then the, it was really, really hard to find job in Sydney I think um, I don't know if, if I remember or not like just in that year I think there were like 20,000 or something students came up like just from one country like from India and other Brazil there was this trend you know what I mean like from Bangladesh like there was like everyone were coming who wanted to come to Australia and I think 2008 or something like um, the Australia was going through like almost like kind of recession the economy was really bad all around the country yeah and then it was really tough like all the businesses were suffering like no one wanted to employ you yeah and and it was really hard to find jobs and and all that so but having said that so i came to came to the holmes college in sydney and it's in york street it's still there it's this amazing college um uh, so I got help from like lots of teachers, and and we were like a bunch of friends as well. Um, I was lucky that I had uh, I had like a family friend who was already in Sydney, so he came and picked me up from airport. And I was lucky as well, cause um, the day I came in, so there was like f- four or five boys like used to live in that house, and they had like one job ready for, for one of the guy, you know what I mean? And then he didn't want it to do that kiss in hand job. It was like a sandwich maker or something. It was like early in the morning as well. So I said like, I was I was just there, like I arrived to Sydney and then they were like talking and then like, like hey, like he doesn't want to do the job. Like, who should I get? I'm like, hey, like, like look at me, I'm here. I'm gonna do the job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he goes like, yeah, but you have to go early in the morning tomorrow. So today I came in, I'm like, yeah, like let's do it you know but at that point you used you had to apply for um work permit like it's not now like as soon as you arrive you automatically get it like you had to go to uh, immigration at that point when i first came and then you had to apply for it and then it would take like uh, like i think same day i got it i can't remember but i think but i got it like same day so i went to the job first and then i said like hey look this is my condition like i'm gonna do it but i'm just here to reserve it <laughs> because i know it's really hard um and i worked for like an italian guy and then i stayed with him for like three or four years and i i built i helped him build the business as well and yeah and then i said like hey I, i'm here to reserve it i'm gonna do this but um but i'm gonna have to go to immigration and let them know like i'm gonna have to apply for my tfn and everything so i, I had to wait for Um, I think three or four days and then I got it everything and yeah that's that's where my journey started and but like I said it was really tough doing the job like and I came from a country where we didn't know about what is salami or we didn't know about cheese we are not from Europe you know I mean we had like a different food structure and then working for Aussie was really tough and it's not it wasn't like this, like where people were already experienced. they were all all Aussie people, or there were like already people who had been living in Australia for a longer time I had to work with. like there were no like okay, there's like oh, there's like Nepalese guys let's talk in the same language and then ask him like what, what was it, what was it?" So I was my own my own, you know what I mean And this is the thing like I keep saying so I went there, I was very humiliated, felt very humiliated, I felt like I didn't know anything. Because I come from like really strong background and then I come from where um, where I felt like I knew everything. But when I went to that job, uh, to that work, and I felt like I knew nothing, the the world is like zero for me. Like I, I knew like literally nothing. So, um, and the guy started laughing at the work. The second day, same thing happened. And then I was like, they were like, hey, you can't do the job because you don't know nothing. The people used to, uh, the my chef, like he used to tell me like, I'll go and get, salami from the cool room and there was this um, I don't know he was Korean or something like he used to write whatever in the list and they, they didn't used to rip the sticker and then there was the egg mix and then I thought and then it was written like yes a yell yum you know what I mean and I thought like it is salami I went in there and then it was the egg mix container and put it into me he looked at me and like three right in front of me and then I was like in my tears and I was young um, so there were like lots of Terry and lots of sad moments, but what i what I did was like I went, I went with the full menu home after a week, and I said, like I'm gonna read it all." so I started reading I started googling each and every word, like seriously. Like sandwich, club sandwich. What is the meaning of club? Lettuce. What are the lettuces? Steak. I didn't even knew what is Spanish onion. To be honest, we used to call it just onion, and then we used to call like two different type of onion. That's it, you know. So I didn't even knew uh, what is pancetta, stuff like that. You know, I mean, I used to remember that uh, provolone cheese. That was the cheese I started. So I pretty much like googled everything so it was all in my and i read like a an assignment and then study like how, how i used to prepare for my exams i read and read like a whole night i had like day off until two days and i said like i'm going to be a new man whenever i go to the next day because now what i see is like whenever people come to our work this they, they all take it as a granted you know what i mean they all talk about money they didn't get paid and all that but they don't put their effort that is why they lose job that is why they don't have job i think if you're committed to the job Cause that's your livelihood that's that's where you get your bread and butter i know you carry some money from your overseas there are like rich students now as well like same i did as well i carries money from overseas but if you want to survive if you want to stay especially a time like this like you have to you have to give your bit as well yeah, I mean that's what i started giving so i was i said like i'm not gonna lose this job this is the only job i know there is no job out there there are like thousands of students jobless there are there are people uh like even others like the, the residents they're jobless you know what i mean i've got this as a chance and i'm gonna utilize it and i promise too much sh- uh, to my boss like this is what i'm trying to do just give me a chance and then and then i'm gonna prove it to you and i had a bit of advantage as well because i'm i'm built up and then and then i was um the sports helps as well i used to box back home and then the, and then when i went in there i was in like tight t-shirt and then he was like oh hey like do you do some sort of boxing and then when i came from nepal i had like a bit of like scars and all that cuz i had this had like a fight uh, a month before i left um, like i used to do like a uh, like a, like a regional boxing but like a, in a local local way so he goes like how how did this, this happen? and i'm like yeah these are all from boxing so that so he used to really talk about it and then and then he goes like oh yeah if you if you're like really motivated and then if you're keen to work like will help you as well and i stayed for that with that guy uh, for almost uh 3 2007 until 2011 until i got my residency uh and then he helped me through it and then i i became like an in charge in in like a year or so from for that place from starting from zero to to the in charge and then looking after a whole kitchen and then he used to do only breakfast and lunch and then I said like, hey, let's do dinner as well. His name is Mario Curulli, they're a family. Um, they're still in Sydney. He's like a really, from like a really rich Italian family. So he got me in link with lots of people and that is where he started to link. And then I said at a point like, look, hey, I want to improve. I want to move out, I'm sorry. I would love to stay with you. Um, and then he got me in link with like lots of different big chefs and all that, you know. So um, I got in contact with a, a guy called Haro, Jaro. His name was J A R O. Uh, uh, he's a Spanish guy, um, and he was a bull. What do you call that? Matador. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was one of those. He got like some of his YouTube thing as well, and he used to work for uh, Miguel, uh, Miguel, Miguel, uh, the This one of the celebrities so that is where my career started to boost um and i i worked for him and then and then as soon as i went there like he had like bit conflict with the owners so so he was like a senior shoe chef and then i took that position he was like oh yogi i think you're the right person for that so if you come in so i'm gonna give that to you so that is where i worked um and then i got in contact with a guy called ryan smith like he was, he worked with r- like really big chefs in, in London, in UK, uh, like Bill's, uh, Celebrated Chefs. There I got in contact with Massimo Mel as well. They're like one of the Celebrated Chefs as well. It's all, it's all linked, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I didn't took any op- opportunity as a granted. Like I said, as I started improving, I started to do more research and more study. Like I did a bit of like a master's in cheese making as well. Like I did my butchery course. Like I started to sharpen my skill where I was weak. Um, I didn't waste any of my time. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't go out. I don't talk to people. I study. I don't. I don't. I don't go back, like any of the gossips. If you have anything, just come in my face. Talk to me. Um, that's that's how I am. Um, and like I said, I never uh, never spend time on rubbish. So they, they don't they don't they don't bring me down. So as I started improving, I started to sharpen my skills and all that. And Ryan Smith took me to um, one of the places called Sydney Theatre Company. So that is where um, my big job was. and That is where I got like big exposure. At that point we're not supposed to take pictures with any of the celebrities or anything. It's like we used to have like all the celebrities down there. Uh, Like Hugo Waving, I don't know if you heard uh, that name as well. He's in one of the movie in Matrix so if you google like you, if you, you you'll find him like we used to meet every day like russell crowe and, and mm-hmm. people like that you know what i mean like kate blanchett like her um her the husband movie. yeah like her, her husband was like ceo of sydney theater company uh that was o- that was the contract was for fresh catering i was employed for that but i used to be like a venue um like a kitchen manager for for that place it was like really big big job 350 capacity you know what i mean we used to do like all the theaters every day somewhere around like uh, 1500 to 3000 people we used to cater and that was from from where i started from like 300 people like 50 doing 50 people and i jumped into that big company you know and then i thought like like if i'm doing this like why can't i do my own you know what i mean and then, like I said, I was moving really quick. Um, the time passed. I got my residency, got my citizenship, everything. And then I thought like, yeah, hey why can't I do my own? And then I started to look all the all the what are you called yeah big cities, and then just started to research wh- where all I fit better. I thought of doing it in Sydney as well. I looked in few places in Sydney as well. I had a bit of savings um, and then I, and then I had like um, my um, sisters here as well in Darwin. Um, and then i moved to darwin and just to check out how it is and then i thought like and then i started to eat around you know what i mean and then i thought like there's not a good place to eat you know Th- there are good places don't get me wrong but it's just like i just saw like there is no care given it's just like oh it's it's out back let's just do whatever and i thought like even even if i do just a little bit people if people are loving this then they will definitely love my food so i had that confident and then that is why i started to look for like a really uh, cheap place where i where I could find lots of parking. And then I started with one of the places in, in Mitchell Street called the Spice of Himalaya with two other people, with partners. So, but that place didn't work out for me, so I moved out. And I started to work at the barracks, at the and barracks and Larrakia barracks and a few different places like in Wharf One. I, mean, I just wanted to know more about Darwin. And then, and then I got like a bit of exposure from Wharf One food um so there we did like a video shoot with like chief minister um and then i did like a few video shoot for like channel 9 and channel 7 and i got to know the, like few people and and slowly got to know to darwin and then when i opened yogi's way in the Stewart park so it was like a big big kick for me got a huge response you know what i mean and then people started to like the food like i expected it's a really simple food with like it's cooked with lots of passion and integrity in there, you know what I mean? We start everything, there's no laziness in there, that's what it is. I'm there all the time. Uh, that's what it is, like my life is, that's that's yogi's way, you know. That is why I take care of it. There are factors that sometimes um, it really drains me out, but you know what I mean? But I'm happy with with the end, at the end, I'm like whatever I'm achieving by my own, but no um, kind of like I've got no any uh, people around like like a father or mother like who is here you know what I mean like okay I'm gonna support you or all that and then once you started to do the business and I think you started to feel more on your own because you have to prove certain thing and then and then if you say something like people started to like comment on you and then say stuff so that's pretty much my journey like to summarize it.
0: Thank you Augie. Um I think it's amazing to listen to him and oh, yeah. You really talked uh, about everything everything in detail and i loved when you say that you actually had a hard time with the uh, new menu when you were in sydney with uh, food and everything so i think that's everything has a little bit an experience like that because at home we were living there for 20 years or 15 years and you were like in your comfort zone and you know how everything worked and then you come here to australia and Many things are new and that's actually where you grow, right? When you go out of your comfort zone you learn so many new new things. And uh, I like that you said you ju- didn't just left and said, Oh, I will give up. Uh it's too so difficult for me. No. You try to learn you and actually now this is probably what what makes you the man that you are now. The that you have your own business, the you have uh um, the restaurant is going well and everything. So I think you you learned a lot out of that. Would you w- do you agree with? Uh,
2: yeah, that's right. Um, th- uh, it's all a learning process. Uh, you learn from everything. Like I'm I'm learning stuff from from just coming here as well. You know what I mean. Uh, just from you guys as well like you guys are doing great but yeah it's all learning process it's always been a learning process for me you know there's one thing about me is because I never give up you know I think that's what everyone need to know and especially with the young generation now even though if I go uh, bankrupt or whatever even though this business is not successful I'm not gonna give up you know like I know that I will work out and in next one year or so, I'm gonna have another one. Didn't work out, if you fail, it's okay. At least you tried, you know what I mean? You should never, uh, it's a really old saying and it's a really simple saying, but people don't actually care about it. Like, it's, you just keep trying. If you don't, unless you try, unless you fail, you you never know what it is like i've failed as well lots of lots of places i've failed in in some of the relationship as well i've failed with like some of the friends as well like i've lost lots lots of people as well during this process it's not that it's it's you're never right and then you can't please everyone you know it's, it's really hard to please everyone you know but at the end of the day you need to do what what you have to do like these days i see like lots of even my age people like i'm 33, 34, Like even my age, people like they spend lots of time and stuff. Like they they don't need to do. You know, um, at the end of the day, you need to you need to kind of like um, do whatever makes you happy, and 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 do things for yourself. Like if you look after yourself, and then only you can look after somebody else or the things you want to do. And just and just focus on that. That is stuff that should be your main priority. Like I see people like um, doing, um, like say, staying on phone, staying on internet for a really long time, chasing stuff that they shouldn't be chasing, you know what I mean? They, they're more like, oh yeah, we did like really like 40 hours this week, let's go and party, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is 40 hours, guys, you know? Like, if you, if you set up that mind, like saying, okay, I did 40 hours, now I got to study, you know what I mean? I I, I don't see anyone studying, like, taking this as a serious, especially with the work, you know what I mean? Because I can tell, like, who has done a bit of research at home and then has come and then and then is showing, actually, their motivation towards the work, like, I'm going to do something for the work as well because these guys are paying me as well and then, and then who is not actually just there for like to work and i'm just gonna take money and then go Is this like i'm paying something that means like i think it's, it's all both boasts perspective as well because when i used to work for somebody i used to think the same as well and i think everyone takes in the same way like if you put some effort from your thing like if you don't have to if if, if nothing has to be said to you and i think every, everyone will like it yeah, I, I learn from everything. Like, I learn from the people who are like really rude to me, who who kind of like dumped me, or who kind of like say stuff to me. You know, what I mean, who were like racist, who were like s- supportive, who were like taking me as a joke. Because you can understand at the end of the day what's happening to you. You know, so I learn from from every bit. But like I said, I'm I'm not perfect as well. I make mistakes. You know, I've I've, I've made so many mistakes. Um, but i think i guess you just learn from it but at the end of the day when you are alone and then when you do business like there are like point where people will try to prove you wrong all the time because say if you're carrying just just a small example i'm going to give you like say if you're carrying. Even this small pace, if you're doing this for like a good for your students and all that, there's always someone's gonna say something Oh, there is something hidden, you know what I mean? These guys are not doing this in the right way. Maybe they should have done it this. But it's up to you, like if you want to take it like a, in a positive way or if you're gonna go behind that and then just start to do the same thing that what that person did it or are you gonna bring that person together? So there's one thing about me like I carry, I bring everyone together as much as I can. I. I I think everyone is a one team. Even though that, that I know that person is like saying stuff about me, I'll just still bring everything together. Try to make, make convince, and then say like, hey, this is this is the thing. Try my best, you know. But like I said, it's all a learning process. You know what I mean? It's it's never ending.
1: Ah uh, yes, Yogi. I think I totally agree when you said at least I tried. Because if no one try, we we wouldn't have. Uh, known how it works like we are trying to do our best with the podcast for example but we are learning every week something new from the students story and from our mistakes and it's good to try but I would like to ask you something you did so many efforts in your life to reach the point where you are now when someone come to your restaurant and ask for a job how can you evaluate uh, someone? And do you push someone that you find he has uh, could have a skill or something like that?
2: Um, it's quite funny because when you guys say like I've achieved so much, you know what I mean, but I haven't achieved anything. Like seriously, um, I know few people know me. Um, they they love our food, uh, but I want to do more more than just the restaurant. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a whole concept like. Maybe someday I'm gonna talk about it because I've got this like my own opinion about how the uh, the the tourism should be, and it's more about like sustain sustainability, how everything, how people should see towards nature and everything. Uh, but yeah, I haven't achieved anything, guys. I'm I'm in like a debt. All business is a debt, you know. Uh, it's really hard, but but yeah. Having said that, yes, I'm enjoying it. I do get rewards, um, but yeah, I think I think I've got still more to achieve from whatever I'm learning but when they when they come like when you ask like when they come to look for a job the first thing is is you need to be um you need to have your attitude right you need to you need to go even though if you're a barista or if you're a chef or if you know something or even though if you're work you should never go with like a with like a head full of things like say you could fill up if if this cup is a like really full you could you can't feel any any water in there so you need to have like that that emptiness but knowing like what you like being aware of what, what you're gonna do it's, it's like a really tricky thing and then i might sound like something like an expert but i'm not trying to be like a really expert but but what i feel like is from my personal experience is like you got to listen and you got to adapt because whenever you go to a certain work point um, that workplace has got their own unique way of doing stuff, which is good if you have experience because um, you can utilize that experience and then motiv- uh, sorry um, and then modify it and then use that as a as a strong thing for yourself I mean, so that it's going to be easier for your work. but if you're not experienced just like research like what kind of food they're doing, like what kind of drinks or stuff they're doing just listen what's. Make a note. Whenever someone comes for a job I said like make a note, you know what I mean? They like laugh it but I'm like look there's nothing funny. Like I used to make notes. Like people forget things. Like say if I say ten things, I mean you're not gonna remember anything. If I say like ten things out of menu, like some such chat, Momo, you know what I mean chicken sign they go, you're not gonna remember the first thing whatever I've said. So just make a note, whatever whatever you're being told. Like if you think it's confusing. So that's that shows that you're positive toward your work. That shows that you're willing to learn. And then even though if you make mistakes, and then that will, uh, as a an owner and then as a as a as as your supervisor or anything like other will think that oh hey like even though he's making mistake but he's keen but he's keen to learn like he's taking notes he's taking this he's not taking this job as a as a as a just for a job for money. So I think I think this is the first thing like attitude, and then whatever the skills you know um just try to um sharpen it more just practice or whatever uh research just just talk to the people have like few questions ready you know what i mean have right questions ready you know what i mean not like stupid questions you know like right questions but yeah i think
0: i think that's it thank you thank you to to go su- in such big details so the students can really learn what kind of attitude they have need to have so one more question My question is, you actually were delivering free food during the coronavirus time to the international students and you also tried to build up like a free barista training for them. How was the feedback for that? Uh, Were many students applying for that and how is it going with the free barista training?
2: Yeah, I will start with like free food, um, but they all, they both are related um, because like I said, we, we all the business was suffering as well. And I got this question asked like, Hey Yogi, like, how can you do free food when all the businesses are suffering? Like, are you not suffering? And I said, yes, I'm suffering as well. But like I said, like, I'm, I'm quite strong on what I want to do. You know what I mean? Um, so we used to do like free, I started free coffee training our own first. And it was because I was born in Nepal. Um, and it was basically for like all the Nepalese only uh, for nepalese students when we first started we did i think like 33 or 35 uh that's that's the first year when we opened because we used to get like lots of because they think like okay yeah um he's nepalese as well he's kind of like a like a guy. and let's go and then just ask for a job and then like we used to get like like massive amount of students coming and asking for a job and all that and then, and then the most of the things like I used to hear, like we they don't have any skills and they don't know anything about the kitchen. And I used to feel the same because I didn't have any skills. And I didn't even know how to operate the dishwashing machine, like honest. Like I didn't even know how to stack the plates in the dishwashing and, or maybe how to bring it in, like how to go in the kitchen. People are working around and, and stuff like that. So I thought like, why don't I like uh, provide a training or session to all the students so that they can know like they, they can actually like f- be, be a little bit familiar about how the working environment is. So that's where all started, you know what I mean? And then I thought like, yes, let's do it. And then, and then I started to call, I, we did like a Facebook Facebook call up. And it was just from Yogi's way, and then we did like a like a, there is like a small Nepalese is in Darwin pays, and then we did there first, and then and then we got like very big response. But I had like a really limited seating, so I think we did, we we um, extended it like thirty three, and then it's a big as you can see. Like the people people get charged like one hundred and eighty dollars or something for like a coffee training, like one hundred and twenty or something. And it's, it's for a reason because you you have to spend a lot of time. You have to spend your milk, your your coffee beans, and and, and lots of things. Power, electricity. So there were like really limited settings, and then we we thought like we would do for twenty, but but there were like a few desperate, and then and then we did it for like thirty three people and um so once we got all the applications and then we started to have like people um students coming in and then we started to tell them like hey look this is the kitchen this is the bar this is the coffee area you know what i mean whenever you go and apply to this job this is how you need to come because i used to be in the same position because no one told me and then and then i was like so embarrassed and then i was so so lost when i first started my job like i literally knew nothing like nothing i mean and i was like in my tears like what am i gonna do i was so nervous i was so scared like glasses to fall off my hand first week i broke like whole two or three trays of glasses you know i mean it was like a big mistake you know so um so i thought like Whatever I went through the phase, like at least maybe I'll help like whatever I can. So and then I called all the bo- boys and girls and then I said like, hey, this is the working area. So whenever you go, this is how you operate the machine. They are normally man- manual and sometimes they are automatic like ours. And then whenever you go, make sure like you have your right shoes because it's slippery. You know what I mean? Just small things. Some of the some of them knew about it. Like most of them, they didn't knew about it because they were. It, and the, the the training were for like new students who came in like a month ago or who never had a job and stuff like that. You know so um so we said like this is the washing area this is how you go you need to wash your hand keep your phones away like small things Uh get yourself tidy just wash yourself because sometimes people tend to like just be lazy and then just turn up to the work like really grumpy like like stuff messed up here and all that and i really hate it that's not that's not the personality you want to show to your work you know so yeah and then and then we started to give the training i said and and we said like hey this is how the coffee machine works and all that and then so from that i think it was like a two-day or three-day session from that they were able to know how the working environment in australia is what are the rules what they can do and how to greet people because um, i used to teach them like how to touch the um the cash register as well so i pretty much gave them like there was a list and then i pretty much gave them like whole guidelines you know um and they could like do a basic coffee thing so that is where it started it was it started from like nepalese and then and then and then one of one of the uh the nepalese president now hempoon he goes like hey um, there is this like from international students. There is this there's this grant level. Like I know you keep doing it. Like why do you keep your money? So I think there is this grant level. If you do that for international students, maybe you could apply for that grant. And I thought like yeah, thanks. And then I applied for that. And then I met with Lani Batten. She's been amazing and so helpful. And Rachel as well. Later I met her, and that is where it started. And then I applied for that. And I said like, look, this is what I did last year for Nepalese students like I want to do this for whole international students maybe maybe this the budget and when I first did it I I didn't had I, I never expected that's gonna be so expensive so we blew the budget when I first do it because we had like so many people coming up and I think we did like uh, f- I can't remember like 40 or something 40 46 or something so that is where we've got t- applications from like whole whole bunch of international students like from everywhere like from Nepal India Bangladesh China Brazil, Colombia, like from everywhere. And that's that's where we did it and it was quite successful and people actually got uh, to know how to make coffees and, and stuff and I know like some of the people they found job as well due to that. And that's that was the biggest achievement in my mind because I didn't wanted to do that for, for myself. It was it was more for like to to give back to whatever to the students because I know the pain how it feels like when you don't get that support and i didn't want it to advertise a lot so that is why i don't talk about all this stuff i don't want it to be in camera so i I kind of like hide from it because i purely want to do it for for the people so that is why i don't like taking pictures and then i only take pictures only to show it to the study and And maybe i'll post like couple saying like hey this is this is what we've started and that is what we've done Um, just only for the proof that this is there, you know, and I believe as well, because when you start to be be in more cameras and all that, it, and some of the students like you don't want to know, like you you didn't had job for like a six month. Because cause due to social media, it just goes boops and then like their family will know or they're, they're, like all this stuff. So I'm quite, quite careful with that as well. And so we did that second phase with, with, the, with the sponsorship by uh, Study and Tea. Um, and like we all know, the, the territory is boundless opportunity. And I think only in territory you get that opportunity um where actually government invest for international student i don't think this this ever happens in any other state i think which is a great thing and we were supposed to do this year as well starting 2020 and then all this covid 19 happened and then they were like oh hey maybe you can't do it like like, maybe not do it this year, you know what I mean? So maybe we'll look forward to when all this settles down. And I said, like, look, hey, I've been always helpful. And because once we did that second phase to the international students, like, I used to get, like, lots of calls from from CDU and then, like, students, some of the student ambassadors and, and all that. So like, if you're going to do next one, I said the same thing to them. Look, look, hey, I'm getting lots of calls, but this is like really hard time for everyone. But you don't want to pull out on everything. So the students might think that COVID-19 is like really bringing really bad things for them because we need the students here in Darwin. Um, they boost economy. They, they they bring in people. We need people in Darwin. And then I convinced them. I said like, I think let's do this program, but I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm going to provide free food a little bit out of that, that money, and then I'm going to some of my money as well and then we'll do the uh, coffee training as well once it eases down or maybe we'll start to do like an online training where we make a video and then we call because because we had like a two people or three people restrictions and we, we might just call like two people instead of five or ten people they were happy about the plan and then I made a plan and then submitted them and then they were like yeah go ahead and then I started to do food before we actually got the, the grant money and and then everything so when when I started, it was like it was like I think it was the first one I I think we started to do because because I knew it was it was it was really bad phase, and then I knew like and then like lots of people started to jump in aboard and then and then which was like really great to see and then and then I thought like so now maybe I'll just pause it down a bit I mean and then I stopped doing it after two weeks I think we did for 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 three weeks or or a month but we started from doing 70 meals for lunch and 70 for the dinner so it was like 100 140 meals and then we came down to like 30 because we started to see like if they're getting any help from them and then we started to ring them and ask like if you're getting any help from them maybe just like like save money for us and like save it for you as well instead of like putting food in the fridge because i knew because i'm I'm in close contact with some of the students as well and then i said like just just look what's happening around. though it was none of my business but i just wanted to you know i mean just utilize every cent uh, of whatever i used to get i i I got so so instead of getting that just maybe like don't use it for now but if you ever happens that if you ever need that in the future maybe like in a month time just contact me i'm going to give it to you again yeah, so we went down to 30, and then and then we slowly stopped um, after kindness sake, and everything started to grow grow big, cause cause I knew like they were getting enough support, like Red Cross was doing it. Um, I think the Catholic, uh, they were they were providing as well. So I, I saved money for 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 the coffee training, and then like once everything is is down, so I think we've got we had like 133 applicants, but. I've got budget for only like 40 people, but we've stretched it out for for 80 or something. So, so first in, first serve. Whoever applied first, so we're just serving them. And then I think we're starting from next week the the coffee training and all that. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, it is really hard. I got these questions asked so many times, like how do you do this? And like I said, I just saved a little bit. There are like few generous people as well. Uh, even though $10 or something, like we didn't collect a lot or I didn't ask for any um, donation or anything but there were like few people like giving like oh this is for whatever like tips or whatever so I've got that money as well just a little bit even though if it's 50 or $60 that will buy a few bottles of milk. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll start it from next week.
0: That's uh, amazing to hear. And we are actually very, very happy that you are here on our podcast. You had many things to share. I'm sure we'll invite you one more time because we could, I think, talk two or three more hours. But you're a busy man. Francesco also needs to go. So thank you very much that you were here. Francesca, do you want to say something?
1: No, no. I'm amazed about uh, Yogis' story. It was very, very interesting. And I think all our listeners would be surprised how you achieved your uh, great success. And it's not finished, I guess. So thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you very much, Yogis. And thanks to our listeners. The last words are yours. Maybe one more minute. Um,
2: yeah, thank you very much for inviting me, guys. Um, yeah like i said look uh i'm a businessman as well so just keep talking about us you know we need support if i keep if i want to continue whatever i keep doing it i mean i need support from from all the community and from from all the people around you know what i mean students, international students or or from everyone if there is anything i can do all just always come for and ask because we sponsor like um, the cricket club as well we don't give any money but whenever they play or anything like we just provide like a cheap meal and stuff like that uh, it's in Stuart park uh, in the west australia street shop number two number nine uh, west australia street uh, you can just google or you can facebook yogi's way like our page as well uh, we've got a second cafe in galleria as well in the smith street mall uh, which has recently been opened but it has uh, we got affected by covid 19 a lot so if you are ever in city or if you're in cdu like come there for for coffees or anything we, we will be soon um, uh, providing like um like a deal for students as well um, we've been Talking about it, but like I said, this is like a really hard time for everyone. So, so couldn't do much, but but I'll try to do whatever I can. You know what I mean? But like I said, we need all the support. Just keep following our pace and, and just just keep just keep waiting for like good stuff to happen. And I think just stay there. I think stay positive. I need to stay positive as well. Yeah, we'll go through it.